The Zamzo's Garden Show is sponsored by Zamzo's. The views, opinions, and advice offered by the show's hosts do not necessarily reflect those of KBOI or its parent company, Cumulus Media. KBOI makes no representations as to the accuracy of the information expressed and shall not be responsible or liable for any claims arising out of the use of or reliance upon any such information. What kind of seeds are you sowing? Why is it so green where you're from? It must be Zamzo's growing in your yard, garden, or barn. You've done it right, you see it. Got the help that you needed. Zamzo's really makes you want to come home. I'm coming home. Cause nobody knows. Like Zamzo's. It's the Nobody Knows Like Zamzo's Garden Show on News Talk KBOI. To be a part of the show, call now, 1-800-529-KBOI or 336-3700. It's the Nobody Knows Like Zamzo's Garden Show on the Big 670 KBOI. How's it going, everybody? This is the Zamzo's Garden Show, and I am your host, Nolan Guthrie. I am live in studio this week, uh, which uh, took a couple days off there. Thank you for letting me do that. Hope you enjoyed the pre-recorded shows. The last one we did was with uh, Callie, and it was kind of fun because Callie was the interviewer. I was the interviewee. I think that's how that. I was the person being interviewed. Is that right? I think that's yeah. How that's that right. Okay. Uh, and if you just you notice that voice, we have. Uh, it's been a while since I've had a guest uh, on uh, on the live show, and uh, Matt Maston from Federal Way is in studio with me again. Matt, thank you again for reaching out and saying, "Hey, I'd like to, I want to hang out." Well, <laughs> you know, well, one, I like to be the interviewee because <laughs> I put the we in the interviewee, but also. You know, I just I figured when you were bringing back guests, you should slum it and bring me back first. <laughs> Start at the bottom and work your way up. Uh, well, that, I'm going to give you more credit than that. <laughs> you're uh, you're a great person to have on. I appreciate you coming in and hanging out with us today. Uh, we got a few different things we're going to talk about, but if uh, as always, we want to hear from you and uh, you know talk about the things that you want to talk about. So if you uh, have something going on in the lawn or the garden or with your trees, your shrubs, I mean, even your dog, I guess. You know, yeah. we can answer those questions as well. Give us a call, 208-336-3700 or 1-800-529-KBOI. We've got a couple of things coming up uh, in the next uh, month or so. Next Saturday is a pooch party, uh, and I think it's like the... 17th annual i don't know it's like a big it's turned into a big number Absolutely. which is wild to think like i remember I, like i was here when the first i was working for zamzos when the first pooch party happened um maybe it's not 17 i don't know but it seems like a long time <laughs> uh when i think about that it's like oh yeah actually i worked for zamzos for almost 20 years i i, um, I, I personally encourage everyone to go to the pooch party it is a lot of fun yeah i worked it a couple years ago and just i mean and then I also made my wife and my sister and everybody bring their dogs. But yeah, yeah, I mean it's just kind of fun to watch all the dogs play with each other and and just go crazy in the, in, yeah. the, in the community pool. It is it is abs it is an absolute blast. It is a lot of fun. Uh, I for the last few years, you know, just the job I've had, I, I get to help out with that a little bit. Um, and I'll I'll help out a little bit tomorrow, but I'm I'm I think I'm going to be here next week live also. Um, but I will also be at Pooch Party. 
at the beginning and then at the end uh, of that. But it is a lot of fun. Pooch Party's great. It uh, It's a fundraiser for the Nampa Dog Parks. Mm-hmm. Um, and they have us. Uh, I've only been to the one. I think they're still building the other one or it hasn't been finished yet or something. But I've been to the one. It's a very nice dog park. My dog doesn't do great at dog parks. She's not, uh, she's not, I don't, she's not mean. But she's very cautious of other people. She's an introvert. Yeah. yeah. Yes, very much. She likes yeah, being at I, home. I've got, my two, I've got one that is the uh, social butterfly that the year that we went, she broke out of her harness Yeah, and <laughs> um, ran away from my pregnant wife. Oh, no. And there's pictures of her running alone up towards the 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 front of the pack yeah. as they do their the oh, mile the walk. walk. Yeah. yeah, so she's alone. And I'm like, I'm glad I was in the booth for this. But yes, it's a... Uh, I've got a social butterfly and an introvert yeah. referee dog. Referee dog. <laughs> yeah. it's like, you guys are playing too hard. Yeah. Uh, it looks like we already got a phone call, so let's go ahead and uh, let's get to Tina here in Eagle. Tina, how's it going? How can we help you today? I did not do well with my vegetables this year, and oh, I don't sorry. know. So my zucchini, I only I thought I'll claim this back instead of having so many, you know, that you're trying to bang yeah. for a country to take them from you. <laughs> Right. So I only planted one zucchini plant. Mm. And I've seen other people talk about this, or I've heard them talk about when they start to put on the fruit, you know, it'll be perfect looking, gets about three inches long, and then starts to wither up. Yeah. And that's what they started doing, and now the whole plant's just dead. Yeah. Um, I So there's probably a couple of things happening. I think what probably, the, the reason they'll only get three inches long and then just kind of fall off is probably because they weren't pollinated. Uh, they have okay. to have they have to have a male and a female um, when it comes okay. to zucchini. So only you sometimes you can you're okay. Like they'll have I don't know zucchinis and so, sometimes those plants are weird. Um, it doesn't have to necessarily be another zucchini. Uh, like it can be another cur- cur- cucurbit. Always um, a fun word. Uh, but uh, okay. so I, I think you probably, so next time plant two at least, uh, and then okay. you shouldn't okay. have that issue um, because they're probably just not getting pollinated. And then for the uh-huh. reason for them dying, that could be, I mean, maybe be squash bugs. Uh, okay. But okay. The, look out for those. Um, you know, yeah. they're kind of the worst um, yeah, right. They kind of yeah. So yeah. So I think I think next year just plan another one. Have two, and then okay. uh, or even ha- do this. Do three. Plant one of them mm-hmm. off in the corner. Let that one be the one that the squash bugs take, and uh, and then you got two that are okay. Sacrificial Sacrificial. Well, yeah. and the other and the other thing is with how much heat with the heat that we've had. Yeah, you know it, it's been very difficult to be consistent with the watering, and sometimes if we're just not watering deep enough, and that heat spikes mm-hmm. on us, it can really sap yeah. sap a plant. We do have we do have drip set up, which is the best thing in the entire world. Yeah, that's good. Love it. Awesome. Um, and then my other one is yeah. Go ahead. Same kind of similar situation. I have a tomato plant. Beautiful plant, huge, um, no fruit. Yeah. And it's a single plant, same thing. I only planted one. Uh, so tomatoes are diff- tomatoes won't need more than one plant to be productive. Now, there's a okay. couple of things that can contribute to a poorly, a non productive tomato. The one of them can be, uh, that the, the fertilizer that you use. So, do you, what kind of, what okay. kind of feed did you give them? 
<laughs> so you're supposed to feed those, are you? Oh, <laughs> there we go. <laughs> it's a, it's not a bad idea to feed them, uh, to give them some sort of fertilizer. Uh, when I planted it, I put some, I don't know, like some something in the, you know, in the hole when I planted them. Yeah. And then I did just, I thought, well, let's just try it. It might be too late, but let's give it a whirl. So, um, like three days ago, four days ago, I just went out and put, what is that stuff in the bag you guys sell? Uh, we have a tomato couple. Boom. Tomato boom? Oh, tomato boom. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I just went and side dress all the way around it and watered it in on top. Yeah, I mean that's that's good. Tomato it's a little it's a little late for tomato boom to do a whole lot. What I yeah. what you might do is go get a bottle of um Thrive Bloom. Uh right. We okay. you've we've got that still in the stores. Yeah, this is yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, Thri- they don't have flowers on it. Oh, so, so they are producing flowers. Okay, so then you have a couple yeah. of other things that can be going on. Um what variety of tomato is it? No idea. Okay. Do the flowers Do the flowers fall it, off? I don't know. Uh, ooh, that's a good one. Um, I will have I will have to go and check and see if that was what's going okay. on, maybe. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it could be poor fruit set, and we've got a solution for that. There's a fruit set spray you can use. It sounds like snake oil, but it really will help. Um, and that's a, that's a good one to do. And there's still time. We still okay. got time to do something like that and get some fruit set. Um, and depending on the okay. variety, that's another issue. Like, Matt mentioned the heat. That can also be an issue for tomatoes. For certain varieties of tomatoes, oh. they don't like the hot weather. So they, they produce in the cooler oh. times of the year. And then when it gets up into the yeah. 90s, they kind of slow down and stop doing the fruit part. Mm-hmm. They just grow. And then okay. as we're cooling off a little bit here eventually, um, y- if you get some of that fruit set now, I think you can probably still get some harvest here before that frost. So, so check those out. Um, that, okay. So get your the set spray, get some Thrive Bloom, um, and those things will help, uh, you know, keep the flowers on there and produce more, okay. and and should help that along. And I think you've still got plenty it of time. It would never have occurred to me to put that Thrive Bloom on a tomato plant. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I and, and that's flowers, the huh? yeah. we usually talk about blooms, thinking just flowers, but though we get they the bloom has to, we need a flower to become the fruit first. Right. 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 Perfect. So. Okay. Well, thank you. Yeah, thanks for the call, Tina. Appreciate it. Um, well, that was a, a quick first uh, section of the Zamzo's Garden Show. We're going to go to a quick break. If you'd like to be a part of the show, we'd love to talk to you. Give us a call, 208-336-3700 or 1-800-529-KBOI. The Zamzo's Garden Show will be back right here on News Talk KBOI. Hi, this is Josh Zamzo here with another satisfied customer of Zamzo's Humagreen. Hi, I'm Allison Dunst from Boise. I am on the Zamzo's Lawn Program, and we have been uh, traveling this summer, and one of my neighbors sent me a photograph saying it looks like your lawn may have a little bit of a burning issue, and we live in Boise, so it's been triple digits for almost an entire month. And last week I put down my Zamzo's Humagreen onto the lawn, and it just immediately bounced back. It's incredible the difference it has made. Remember, Humagreen is not a fertilizer. It's a unique biologically correct product that enhances the soil and actually improves it every time you apply it. I picked up my Humagreen and I had it down within the same hour. Easy to put down. Watered it in for about eight minutes and I'd say within 24 hours it literally started to work. You could see it. It was like magic. My lawn has gone from very sad and brown to the most luscious, gorgeous green you've ever seen. Nobody knows like Samsung. 
Pete Shellman, live weekday afternoons from 3 to 7 on News Talk KBOI. All right, we are back for part two the Zamzo's Garden Show. I'm your host, Nolan Guthrie. With me today is Matt Maston from our Federal Way location. Matt, how was your summer? Did you guys, uh, you guys, we, I haven't, it, was I haven't hot. Had it. it is, it has it, been it, hot. It was yeah. hot. I didn't, I, you know, I feel like I haven't gotten a chance to talk to you for a while. It yeah. just kind of, um, it was good. You know, like we, uh, it's, it's, it's been so hot that it's been difficult to do things outside. So, yeah. um, I've got a, uh, two year old and a nine month old. So, yeah. It's been a good heaven excuse to stay inside. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, you can, it's, it's good to appreciate those sort yeah, of things. Like, oh no, no, the kids. Ah, they, yeah, they can't go. Yeah, they, they got it's sensitive big. skin. <laughs> <laughs> They're gonna overheat. We got to stay yeah, in no, the no, 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 no. <laughs> They can't regulate their own heat. Yeah. So, all right. Hey, if you'd like to be a part of the show, we'd love to talk to you. Give us a call two zero eight three three six three seven zero zero or one eight hundred five two nine KBOI. We already have a second phone call, so let's go ahead and talk to Mark in Nampa. Mark, how's it going? How can I help you today? Oh, it's going pretty well. How are you guys doing? I'm doing fantastic. Good deal. I just had a question about uh, my peach tree. Yeah. Um, last year, I had probably maybe 15 or 20 on there, and they were <laughs> they were probably between baseball and softball size. Yeah. And this year, I mean, it is loaded. Mm. And I've done I've done a lot of thinning out, you know. Okay, already. good. Yeah, but uh, they're still not real big yet. Mm-hmm. And I'm just kind of wondering here. It is mid August, and I thought last year they were ripened by now. Yeah. Um, well, I think so. I can. I'm pretty sure what's happened is because you have so many. You, you got to remember the the amount of energy that the tree is going to take in is largely stayed the same. But now it's distributing it, uh, it amongst more fruit, so they're not going to get as big. So you've done some thinning, and that's okay. great. Um, but you can probably be even more aggressive with your thinning. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, right now it's tough to say. You know whether you should do a whole. I mean, you could still do some, um, and you're just going to have a lot more smaller fruit, and they can still ripen and just be fine. Um, you know, and I would probably maybe even go out there and test a few and see what they're like because it is getting pretty late. Um, they probably well, they're still, should. They're still green. Oh, they are. Okay. Well, then I would yeah. definitely go. I would thin them out right now. Just, just start. You know, uh, get down to. Uh, you know, I think the the general rule of thumb is like three to five, uh, or probably more like three, uh, per uh branch or so so you really can start prune, pruning those down or oh, wow. Only taking those out branch well like yeah where they're coming out so like they kind of will tend to come out in kind of little oh. clusters uh prune yeah. those down so yeah. you're down, just down to a couple um and that will the energy that the trees p- bringing in is going to go into fewer fruit it's, they're going to get bigger they're going to start ripening uh, a right. lot faster, um, and that's it's yeah, that's I, pretty common. So the fruit, you know, trees will produce way more than they really can handle. Uh, and okay. and the other thing that that does is when there's a lot of fruit, it weighs those branches down, and the branches start bending down. And um, that's another mm-hmm. good rule of thumb is that a branch should never bend uh, from the weight of fruit. So that's a good way to kind of judge how much fruit should be on there. If it's bending down, oh, keep keep pruning it. 
pruning and those keep thinning and those peaches so that it comes back upright because you don't want it to go through the winter bent over because it's going to stay that way if it goes through the winter that way the plants usually try to tell right. us tell us what's going on and what no one's saying is like when the branches bend it, the tree's telling you hey i've got too much yeah yeah okay okay should i should i give it some thrive or anything like that or just um, worry about thinning it. You, you you can. I mean, Thrive's never going to hurt. Um, it's probably well, not going to do a whole lot for the 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 thinning or for the the fruit development at this point of the year. The tree is going to use it, but it's still going to be great for it going into winter. Um, so it is definitely okay. something to and, do, and it'll be stronger for next year. Yeah. Um, but I think your thinning okay. is going to be the biggest the biggest factor there is getting getting. So I need to be I need to be more aggressive because I've I've been thinning them to where they're about five to six inches in between each fruit. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, and that's, that's not bad. I, yeah, I think you probably want to be closer to like 10 to 12 inches. Uh, but yeah, just be a little more aggressive. I think that's going to help you a lot. And, and we, you know, it's again, we still got time, you know, the trees, it's not going to, you know, forget what yeah. it's supposed to do. It just, uh, it's, well, it's, sure. it's working, <laughs> it's working a lot harder to, you know, get all that other fruit up to, up to snuff and it just doesn't have enough. So, uh, okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, I'll get out there and do some more aggressive pruning and I'll mix up some thrive. Now, should I do a five gallon bucket or just a one gallon or of thrive? Yeah. Um, well, that kind of depends on how big the tree is. Yeah. Yeah, you, 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 I would. It's you, probably about uh, 10, 12 feet tall. How big is the trunk? How, 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 uh, what's the circumference? Uh, the trunk, the trunk is the probably diameter. about 8 to 10 inches around. Eight, okay, so you're looking at like, um, maybe probably four, four like, yeah. yeah. Four cups into a four gallons of water. Yeah, so yeah, you'd be closer to a, yeah, so you could go with a, you know, five cups, five gallons of water. That'd be fine. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Excellent. Yeah, thanks for the call, Mark. Appreciate it. That's a good one. I haven't uh, actually, as I, as I think about it, I don't think I've had anybody call up with that that issue before. <laughs> and, and, and don't worry, Mark. Next year we will accept cobbler. <laughs> All yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, hey, if you'd like to be a part of the show, we'd love to talk to you. You can give us a call here over here at the Zamzos Garden Show two zero eight three three six three seven zero zero or one eight hundred five two nine KBOI. We are talking with Matt Masson from our Federal Way Store. We were mentioning uh, that pooch party is next Saturday. I do want to throw this out there. We've got um, I have four complimentary uh, entrants. Uh, into the pooch party. If you would like to go to pooch party, I've got four of them. Give me a call with a question or just, you know, say, Hey, I'd like to go. Give me a call. We'll get your info and, uh, we'll get them out to you. Uh, so if you're, if you're listening and you're thinking about going to the pooch party, I do have, I got four of those. We'll give them to the first four people that want them. Uh, and so, and, cause pooch party is, is, is a lot of fun. The other event that's coming up, uh, in September is Frisbee Fest, which is another just awesome, really fun event. Um, I've been really, uh, you know, just thankful that I've get, been able to participate in that for the last, uh, you know, five, six years now. 17. Um, <laughs> actually 30, uh, it's the 30th yeah, but you've annual. only been here for 17. I've only been here for 17. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's the 30th annual, f- uh, Frisbee Fest, uh, which is awesome. 
And uh, it's a lot of fun. Lots and lots of fun. Uh, it's, it's a blast. Uh, Opal, my dog, she has n- no interest in Frisbees. We've tried, but she will do anything for a tennis ball. Mm-hmm. Um, but there is no tennis ball category. Mine, cha- mine chases bubbles, and it's hard to aim those. Bubbles, yeah. Did you get some of those those edible ones? I, we did do the bacon-flavored bubbles. Yeah, yeah. Um, both the kid and the dogs like it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it took Opal a little bit to get used to it. But then once she figured out, no, yeah, she she had a blast. So uh, those are fun. We have those back in stock now in the stores, I think. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, candy, watermelon, and bacon. We got them all. Okay. Those are those are really fun. And, yeah, if you have a dog, uh, actually, we did a video of it. You can check it out on our Facebook and our YouTube. Our, uh, not our YouTube, our uh, Instagram. It's way back, probably a couple months now. Um, really fun. So that's a really good one. Okay, so those are the two things that are coming up. Um, and you can sign up for Frisbee Fest now, actually. Well, and Sea Spot Walk is right after Frisbee yeah, Fest. Yeah, Sea Spot Walk. I haven't heard a lot about Sea Spot Walk yet. Have you guys gotten no, we, stuff in the? Uh, we haven't gotten any. We've gotten some posters with the QR codes on it. Oh, okay. So that people can already start to. Sh- you know, I think that it's going to be in person this year, which yeah. is great. Yeah, it's, it has. We they haven't been able to do in person for a while. Um, but I don't think we have the shirts. They're not doing the shirts at the stores this year. Right. Yeah. So you just sign up and then I think you pick them up at the, the day of, which so. is good. I mean, it's just, I mean, the more people that we can get to, and we always like to push that one also. It's just because like, that's the big one for the humane society. Yeah, absolutely. All right. We've got to go to a break. Um, Steve and twin falls, please stay on the line. We will come back and get right to you here in the Zamzo's garden show on KBOI. The Zamzo's Garden Show will be back right here on News Talk KBOI. Hi, this is Callie Zamzo, here with my dad, Jim Zamzo. May 13th was a very special day for you, wasn't it? Well, it was Friday the 13th, but it was also the day I planted what I hope will grow into a record-breaking 20-foot-tall tomato plant. You decided to grow a sweet 100 cherry tomato plant. And since you planted it on Friday, you named it Friday. And everything you've done to get Friday to grow from a little seedling to over 6 feet tall in just 3 months, anybody can do, simply by using the Zamzo's products that you invented to grow great tomatoes. For tall tomatoes, you need a tall heavy duty cage. What about tomato boom and chicken soup for the soil? Oh yes, I added one cup of Zamzo's tomato boom at planting along with a tablespoon of chicken soup for the soil and then I side dress with both every three weeks. And she's up to six feet tall in just three months. Actually she's almost nine feet tall. Yep, that's my girl Friday. So follow Friday on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter or better yet on Zamzo's.com Oh and guess what day of the week we update the photos. Could it be Friday? You catch on quick Calicay, don't Broadcasting from the Empire Title Studios, we are News Talk KBOI. All right, we are back for part three the Zamzo's Garden Show. I'm your host, Nolan Guthrie. With me today is Matt Mastin from our Federal Way location. And uh, we were talking about some events coming up. We'll get into a few other things here in just a moment, but we do have uh, a caller who's been waiting patiently on the line. So let's go to Steve. Steve, how's it going? How can I help you today? I'm good. Thank you. Thank you. I am. Uh, I have a flowering pear tree that I've been struggling with for about seven or eight years. And half of it, leaves out in the spring and gets blossoms. The other half just kind of struggles and does not much of anything. And finally, I got tired of that. I cut it off at at about the three-foot level, and I just thought I'd use that as a post and let some some vines grow up over it or something. Uh 
Well, sure, sure enough, I got some new sprouts coming out of the end. Yeah. Sucker sprouts. Yeah. So I've let them grow, and, and, sure, and I'll be darned if it doesn't do the same thing. They just they grow up. I get half of them really leaf out, and they're bright green and flowers. The other half just struggles. And, and Weird. Now, now I've got green, green, half green leaves that are really thriving. The other half, they're all turning black and shriveling up. Huh. Well, that's that's kind of wild, actually, that you would cut it back and it would do the same thing. I mean, you know, there's uh, trees have there's an association with when you see something that's happening on like just half of the tree. Um, yeah. There's an association with that half of the tree's roots. Also, what what's kind of what what when you if you were to think about what's outside of the tree, you know what goes out that way. Is it just like in the middle of the yard, or is there like a fence, or it's, uh, it's right in the middle of my yard, my lawn. Yeah, and I have a about a three by five planting area where I have some some uh, tulips growing out of that and some some other flowers uh, yeah. that grow around that. Yeah. And that's and that's on both sides of the tree, not not just one side. Yeah. 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 Um huh, that's really that's kind of interesting cuz usually when I would see that so I would usually associate it with like, you know, it's near like the driveway or something, you know, and it it, you know, it's yeah. you know, or where someone oh, parks their car. Yeah, right. something like that. So that's kind of that's interesting that it's out in the middle of the lawn it's just half. The other thing that I it's sometimes right and I've got it coming. It's got water coming in from sprinklers from three different directions. So yeah. I know it's getting water. Well, now that's interesting. Then, do you have? Does water hit the foliage at all from the sprinklers? Oh, probably yeah. Yeah. Because, but, but not necessarily just on the one side. Black, I know. I know how, how sometimes the, the wet leaves and sunshine can kind of have a problem. Yeah. This isn't like that. This is. These things are just curling up and black. Weird. Is the uh, the side that struggles? Is it east facing or west facing? It's uh, be west facing mostly. West facing. Okay, so that's maybe the afternoon sun. The afternoon sun. I wonder actually, even if, um, I mean, sometimes I, you know, if if I sometimes when I see that, you might think like uh, it might have borers. Sometimes will uh, happen on just half of the tree. But for it to happen for so long and to actually then cut it back and then have the suckers come up doing the same thing, I'm almost wondering if, like, I mean, could it? Could there be, like, a window from the house that's reflecting uh, and, and just hitting, you know, in reflecting onto that side of the tree and causing some burning or you, you well, think? I, I mean, I can't, I can't say that's not possible because it's, there is a window that's, uh, but it's a it's good uh, 25 yeah. Away from there. Yeah. When you said that it was getting hit with three different sprinklers, so it only gets water from the lawn sprinklers, or does it have its own water? No, it's it's just only from the lawn sprinklers. And then, do you think that two of the three would be on the the bad side or the good side of the tree? Uh, I'd say they'd be on equal. To be honest with you. Okay. Mm. Uh, mm. Do you have a septic tank? No, no. City, city. Okay. Huh. That's weird. I, man, that's a tough one. Yeah. I am not really sure because that doesn't fit a lot of the <laughs> the things I would usually go to. So there's there's something well, weird I, going I, on there. You know, I've had flowering uh, pears before, and they're just gorgeous. Yeah. In the spring, you know. 
Yeah. And that's what I was hoping for when I planted it. Yeah. Are the are, do, a big disappointment. Yeah, do, the, do, the, do, the, do the flowers grow equally on both sides of the tree, or is it? No, no. They, they only grow on the one side. Well, they, what about the ones you have planted in the ground? All those, oh, all oh, those no. do okay. Yeah, those grow fine. Those grow fine. Yeah. On, on, yeah. And all around the tree, not just on the good side. Yeah, and I have I have about two inches of of uh, bark and and stuff uh, around it also as a compost kind of a thing. So. Yeah, yeah. You might you might do some excavating. I'm almost wonder if maybe there's some. Yeah, there was a some damage or something done down there. Uh, like maybe some of the bark got stripped or. Um, you know, something, maybe there's something that's kind of what they would call girdling it. Like maybe something, uh, you know, if there was a piece of twine or, uh, you know, something wrapped around it at some point that, you know, got left there and it grew around that piece of twine or rope or whatever, you know, you might do some investigating cause it might just be something like that. That's just restricting water and, and trees can try to compensate a little bit for that over time. But, um, but that's a that's a real tough one, uh, Steve. I am I am not really sure what it could be. It sounds like you know, like I said, it doesn't really fit what I would n- usually go to with that. Um, yeah. And uh, you know what you could do if you want to um, send me a couple pictures, you can email them uh, to zamzos at zamzos dot com if you wanted to do something like that. I could try taking a look at them. There might be something I can. I will. I'll- I'll take a picture of it and send it to you. Okay, fantastic. Let's do that and see if I can't uh, take a look and and figure out what might be going on there. All right. Yeah. Sorry, good. I can't can't get you something more concrete there. That's a that's a weird one. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, it's great. All, it's I love al- these questions. It's almost like there's something like below the surface of the. Surface yeah. Right. Exactly. That it would just keep happening on the one side year after year because like a, a a borer, you know, if you treated it, you would you know, expect to see it go away, but you know, if you didn't. You know, you would just see the tree continually decline to the point where it died, but that's really not what happened. And, and the fact that the flowers in the ground are performing equally well, it's got to yeah. be deep in the soil where the roots are. Yeah, like where the roots are beneath. something's weird there. So. Okay, uh, should we go ahead and or we go ahead and take the next call? Okay, let's go ahead and talk to John in Nampa. John, how's it going? How can we help you today? Good morning. Yeah, you're helping me on the job right now. <laughs> okay. Uh, that last that last call, you know, I I'm a lawn maintenance company. And, I think you. I think you hit it. I think there might have been a uh, a septic tank or a drain field right there. Yeah. That he may not have known of, or a coal oil tank. I have that. Oh, have. interesting. That yeah, yeah, yeah. He was in. Yeah, and he's in twins. So they might have had. Uh, so they tore the house down and built something else, and yeah. when he moved in. He had no idea what was there before. Yeah, and even like I've I've seen things where like they'll bury you know like a some concrete out in the lawn, you know, and that can cause issues mm-hmm. over time too. So, or like with all, when, yeah. when they build up a new, one of those new house communities and they yeah. bury all the, the buckets and <laughs> <laughs> like, no one will know this. They're just going to put sod down anyway. Right. Well, my, my question is I, I take care of a, uh, a large commercial property and it was put here before I got hired on. And I've been trying to scurry around and make this thing manageable and I finally got them talked into uh, planting reasonable trees because everybody had an opinion. They just plant something, and mm. you got suckers. You got you don't take, know how to take care of it, and it, it's really you know yeah time consuming to take care of all this stuff. So I picked one, and my choice was a linden. Yeah, linden tree. Yeah, and I I got them to I got them to pop for fifteen of them. Nice. And we we stuck them all in the ground, and they're all doing really well except for two. Yeah. And all the leaves kind of just withered away and fell off. And this, it's got a few left from when we planted it. 
and we planted it this spring. Yeah. Um, and, and there's new buds coming out. Okay. Is that, is, is it, does that mean it's just restarting herself or? Well, yeah, it might, it, yeah, it might, they might have enough to like, you know, try to do something. Um, and honestly, if you at two out of 15 and only the two have had a bad time, that's way above board. Uh, when it comes to planting trees, uh, usually uh, people will see a lot more. But also, good choice on the linden; those are my favorite. Um, I would oh, say, um, are, are the are the two you know like are the two of the fifteen are the two near each other or are they completely in separate no, spots? They're, it, it's they're sparsely scattered all over the property yeah. where other things had died, so that makes <laughs> me worried. And uh, mm. I mean. So I, but there's no, they all get equal amount. Some of them are, some of the ones that are thriving don't get as much water uh, as the ones that are losing leaves. So, so not, yeah, so because it's hot, they lose leaves. Yeah, I was thinking, but why aren't the rest of them? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think, you know, if you planted them this year, it's pretty common for plants to go through, for trees, everything to go through transplant shock. And then you get into summer, that's another stressor. So, you know, that's why I'm saying like having only two of them that are struggling is, is uh, actually is, is very good. Um, it's very good odds. I mean, obviously we don't want any of them to struggle. Um, but I think it, if, if you're seeing some new buds, they're trying to get some leaves out or, you know, they've got some leaves, they've got some energy. They're trying to do their thing. What I would really recommend you do is, uh, I would get some thrive on them. Um, get some thrive on them. Yeah, yeah I absolutely. I think if you're going to have a chance of getting them to recover, the biggest thing, you know, they can they can survive this transplant shock in the summer and they'll do all this, but what's going to happen is they're going to get into winter and they're going to be they've been in survival mode for so long, they're not going to have enough stored up to get through the winter. So that's what Thrive is really going to shine for them right now. Is it's going to make sure they've got tons of stuff uh to uh get all the nutrients that they need so they can store up all that energy and prepare for winter so that they can come back next year. You, you know, you, and you might look through, um, you know, if, if you've got some sort of warranty on them, look for, uh, I always call it like the scratch test. You just grab a branch and you peel back a little bit of the bark with your thumb. And if it's still green there, then you've got a really good chance of them pulling through. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think thrive is, is a big, a big thing to do. It's going to help them a lot. And the uniqueness of, you know, one of the unique things about thrive is that, you know, we feed it for plants, but it's really a soil food. Yeah. The way it's colloidal and bonds to the soil so that, that yeah. replenishing those nutrients to restabilize the tree. So how I've usually used thrive before I have used it yeah. Is I, I drive around my truck and I got a, a a gallon of it and I pour a cup of it out and just dump it on the ground near the tree and drive off. It doesn't seem to not work, but it doesn't seem to be. Is that is that not a? Uh, it I should. So the, I realize I realize it's not the correct application. <laughs> but, well, well, we always say that uh, any thrive is better is absolutely better than no thrive. Yeah. But like, depending like, on the size of the trees, you're probably you might be giving it. A quarter of what it needs. Yeah. Um, right. and, and then also when you're not mixing it with water, while it's not water soluble, the water acts as a vehicle to kind of evenly distribute it over the entire root system of the tree. Right. So it's being replenished on all sides because just like the last caller, you know, side to side can be different. Yeah. And so you want to reach as much of that like root system as possible. Yeah. So I, I, I you can, and you can do it that way. I think you probably need a little bit more, but when you're done, soak it. 
yeah, yeah. Put, put some water to it so that it spreads out and it gets all you know spreads out through that soil and gets onto more more areas of the, of the let's roots. get butter on yeah, all the, let's get butter on all the bread <laughs> yeah i don't i don't usually have trouble with the watering here in fact they water too much and yeah. i have to fight with that part too they think more water is the solution to all the problems but yeah Usually yeah, not. They get they, they get plenty, plenty of water, so that's that's one of the reasons why I would just throw it on the ground and because I knew it was gotcha. going to get soaked anyway. Okay. okay. Thank you very much. Yeah. Good luck with that, John. Appreciate it. And uh, we've got uh, one more segment here of the Zamzo's Garden Show. We'll be right back in just a moment. The Zamzo's Garden Show will be back right here on News Talk KBOI. Hi, this is Callie Zamzo. And did you know that Zamzo's Humagreen and Zamzo's Lawn Food work better together? It's true. And as you've been hearing, thousands of homeowners from all over the Treasure Valley are loving how Zamzo's Humagreen turns their lawn a deep, dark green without causing excessive growth. The secret is the natural iron and vital trace minerals that are in every bag of Zamzo's Humagreen. But Humagreen is not a fertilizer. It's a unique, biologically correct product that's designed to improve the soil every time you apply it. But for Humagreen to work as effectively as possible, it requires that nitrogen be present in the soil, which is exactly why we recommend a late spring and a late summer application of Zamzo's Lawn Food to give your lawn the food it needs during the long, hot summer and beyond. So if it's been a while since you've applied your Zamzo's Lawn Food, it's time. And if you really want to keep your lawn looking great, apply an extra application of Humagreen. For more information, just go to zamzos.com and click on the Lawn and Garden article entitled Zamzo's Humagreen and Zamzo's lawn food better together ben shapiro show weekdays from one to three on news talk kboi all right we are back for part four the zamzo's garden show we've had some uh, a lot of calls today which is fantastic we've got a couple people on hold let's get right into it let's go to norman in emmett norman how's it going how can we help you today hey how are you guys doing i'm doing so good absolutely all right. i just i Oh, I just, I had a, a, a comment regarding the gentleman called who was having trouble with his tree growing yeah. on one side. And uh, I had, I don't know how this pertains, but um, I have a bunch of silver maples on my property. Mm-hmm. And this particular silver maple that I have has always been a problem. I've tried using Thrive and all these different things over the years. It was always just like, Ronnie compared to the rest of the trees that were on the property. Yeah. And it just happened by accident that I was, when I started digging up around it, I was going to plant something and I found chunks of uh, drywall. Yeah. And and I started digging down and I just found more stuff and pressure treat lumber, yeah. drywall, yeah. and all yeah. kinds of stuff. Well, it ended up that I think what they did when they built my barn is they use that spot to bury all their yeah all their scrap all yeah scrap and everything and i think that might have had something to do with why that tree is like that, that absolutely i would imagine yeah, yeah. probably and very likely maybe, yeah. maybe on this gentleman's house that maybe they use uh like they do that a lot they bury their stuff rather yeah. than trying to figure out how to get rid of it and I thought maybe maybe half the tree was in a, a field of of scrap or something like yeah. that. And that might cause that, or it might it might just be something totally different. I don't know. Yeah, no, I think I think I think we're onto something there. Hopefully, uh, Steve and Twin is still listening, and um, 
heard that because that's I I think that might be what is happening. There's probably something buried over there, um, and uh, is is causing that issue. Um, and it's tough to say what it could be, or even if it would easily be removed. You know, like mm-hmm. if there was a they buried a bunch of concrete there. That's not a fun job. Right. Um, you know, it could be you know four or five feet deep too, so the lawn wouldn't be really worried about it but the tree roots are going to be going down further than that so that can cause issues um yeah no it's it's weird um all right let's go ahead and talk to we got doug doug and meridian doug how's it going how can we help you it's been a long time it has been i was just yeah i was Um, noting it's it's pretty good though You've, you've been doing pretty good um on the two things how often could i use uh human green on my lawn Oh, uh, there's there's really no limit to how often. Um, I would still, you know, you still want to wait, you know, in between applications at least, you know, six weeks or so. But uh, I mean, you can apply Humagreen every single time you fertilize. Um, okay. Yeah, Doug, I actually put Humagreen down every time I put anything on the lawn. Just, I mean, it's. I think it's the best thing that we make. I mean, it's concentrated yeah. compost. It helps the grass retain water. It doesn't force it to grow and get stressed out. Yeah. Yeah, and then um, on the on my lawn grass blades are looking really thin. Mm-hmm. They they're growing a little bit tall, but um, I'm just kind of wondering if there's something I I need to do to so the blades will get a little wider. Hmm. That yeah, I mean the the, like the whiteness of the blade has more to do with. Um, variety than it does nutrient wise typically so what i would probably do doug is get some uh do some reseeding get some overseeding done in that area that'll get more grass in that area and uh and should uh help thicken that up and and you'll get the same effect um because yeah you do the lawn program and you're on top of everything so i don't think you're doing anything wrong nutrient nutrient wise um i think it just might be uh, you know, usually grasses are a combination of different types of grass, and over time, some of those different varieties in that kind of cluster grouping can kind of thin out and die. So you might just need to put some new, new put some new seed down there. And I think I think you might just fix that. So do I just throw it over the over the? Yeah, rake it rake it out a little bit, um, and then put it down. And then if you've got that extra humigreen, go over it with the humigreen. As a perfect seed, okay. as a grass seed top. Yeah, it's awesome. It helps that grass seed stay moist. Uh, all right. Thanks for the call, Doug. Appreciate it. It's good to hear from you. We've only got a minute, so let me do this. Rose in Boise, please stay on the line. I'll go ahead and take your call um, after we finish up here in just a, about a minute. Um, sorry I couldn't get you on the air, but we will. I will make sure that uh, we help you out. So, uh, we're just about done. Matt, thank you again for coming in. I really appreciate uh, you reaching out and reminding me that, uh, hey, sometimes having someone on the show is fun. Uh, I've been, uh, I've, I've been kind of lazy about asking people to come on. No, uh, the last you year. haven't been lazy. You've been, you've wanted to not bother us. <laughs> but, you know, like it's, you know, what we do is to help people. This is yeah. the way we do get to. Absolutely. Uh, I appreciate all the calls today. It was a lot of calls. Really, really awesome. And uh, lots of stuff. Remember, we got Pooch Party is happening next weekend in the uh, uh, the Namp in Nampa. Um, I forget the name of the park, uh, which isn't great that I forgot. But um, it's a fun event. You should check it out. You can sign up at Zamzos Frisbee Fest is coming up, and uh, I will be here next week here in the Zamzos Garden Show. 
And uh, we'll talk to you then. Have a great weekend, everybody. This is Callie Zamzo, and you may be wondering, what can I do about my lawn? It's not looking so good. Well, at Zamzo's, we use L-A-W-N, or lawn, as an acronym to mean light, air, water, and nutrients, which is what every plant needs. Light's not usually the problem this time of year. Air becomes a problem when you have compacted soil. That's where Zamzo's Penaturf works miracles and breaks up heavy clay in compacted soil, allowing air and water to go vertical. In fact, the W in lawn stands for water, and every plant needs it, but in the right amount. The last letter in lawn stands for nutrients, which Zamzo's Lawn Food and Zamzo's Humagreen are designed to supply while at the same time improving the soil. So the answer to the question, what can I do about my lawn, is simple. Apply another bag or two of Zamzo's Humagreen. Break up any hard spots where water can't penetrate with Zamzo's Penaturf and water deeply and infrequently. So if you want a great looking lawn, even in the heat of summer, there's only one place to go. Zamzo's. 13 stores to serve you, including Lake Hazel and Five Mile in Southwest Boise.